Thanks for listening to The Idea Fountain. I'm Julie Pilot, and I love a good serendipity. There's actually two serendipities connected to this episode, so we must really be in flow. Earlier this year, I lost a mentor of mine, John Shear, who got me started working in radio at KGRG. I wanted to pay tribute to him by donating to his tribe or supporting indigenous culture in some way, and I wasn't having any luck finding the right thing. Then, speaking of luck, the amazing Selena from Mirena Mobile Boutique in Tucson posted about Lucky Sale and a mural project he was doing in Pine Ridge. I dug deeper, supported is a way to honor John, but I also wanted to elevate Lucky's story by doing an interview on the Idea Fountain. It's pretty crazy. I taped this interview at the end of summer, and I had a few banked episodes I wanted to release ahead of it. My intention was to try to release an Idea Fountain episode every two weeks on a Monday. So finally, it's time to release this episode, and look at this. It's Indigenous People's Day. What a sink. It's an honor to pass the mic to Selena and Luck as they talk about the important work happening in Pine Ridge. Enjoy. F-O-U-N-E-A-I-N. This is the Idea Fountain, life-changing conversations. Thanks for listening to the Idea Fountain. I'm Julie Pilot. It's interesting. I almost never, in fact, this may be the very, very, very first time I've ever interviewed somebody that I haven't met or at least had a conversation on the phone with before. Because my podcast, when I started it, it's called The Idea Fountain Life-Changing Conversations. And normally I do it with people that have changed my life in some way. Or I also do it with people that are championing creatives and helping them navigate the future of the business. But this one came to me in a really interesting way. I mentioned a couple episodes ago that one of my mentors from growing up doing college radio, John Shear, unfortunately, unexpectedly passed away this summer. He was Native American. He worked at the Muckleshoot Casino in Auburn, Washington. He was Pawnee. And I really didn't know that side of him, but I know he was very connected to his community. And when we did a tribute to him, I was asking some of his closest friends if I could do something to support the tribe or culture. And we didn't have good answers of anywhere to donate or, uh, like I said, how to support. And a couple days later, out of nowhere, I see one of my um, favorite women uh, in community, Selena, post about your project luck so selena i'm going to start with you we first got mm-hmm. connected through liz hernandez and wordiful which yes. talk about a powerful community mm-hmm. and talk about what you're doing with your boutique and your community and then i would love you to introduce luck and tell us a little bit how you discovered him thank you julie um it's just an honor to be here and seen your face. I know we haven't seen each other since 2018 in that first encounter with Wordiful and the awesome work that Liz Hernandez is doing. Um, it was a really magical evening that night, just being in that space and being surrounded with other women that are inspiring and also uplifting. And that has forever impacted my journey and a lot of the work that I'm doing today, specifically with my mobile boutique of building a community of reinas 
at that time I was living in Los Angeles in 2018. And that's when I met you and you shared your story and just having that foundation to share your narrative and your journey, I think is so needed. And we often don't have enough platforms to do that. Um, now here back in Tucson, back in my hometown, I've been really conscious of trying to have and provide outlets for folks, specifically, you know, I call the reinas, the women here in the community to have a way to share who they are. And if it's through fashion or through art, if it's through um, other entrepreneurship ways, but I think it's really well, wait, let's do that. a little visual description because okay. <laughs> it's not like you just have a show, a store, or it's yeah. not like you have a gallery. First of mm -hmm. all, how can people find you on Instagram? What's your IG? So it's called me Reina underscore mobile boutique. I started that back in 2016 when I was living in LA and coming back and forth and looking at places here in Tucson specifically where I grew up, the neighborhoods that I, you know, have many roots in the streets that I drove in my childhood and adult years. Um, but really captivated our journey was like creating innovative opportunities and in, in parking lots, how to reactivate space. Um, murals and art has always been something that I've admired and appreciated. So kind of like through my mobile boutique, driving through areas and seeing like, oh, how can we set up our mobile boutique? It's a 1967 Siesta liner that we renovated my dad really put a lot of sweat and tears into that and happy tears um, and our 1957 Chevy. So the truck drives the, the vintage trailer and the trailer serves as a dressing room. And I did that with my urban planning background. My background is um, urban planning, got my grad school degree from UCLA and coming back home and returning back to my roots of looking at our, my community and looking at how I could bring some type of inspiration and hope through fashion. So I tell folks the fashion is kind of like our economic engine, but it's really about building community through the streets of Tucson. And now 2022, I've been able to meet other awesome, inspiring folks like Luck Salway, who we're talking to today and his art and his um, art of, of transformative, transformative work because seeing his story, and I know I'm going to let Look, share a lot about his journey, but returning back to his roots too, and how it's not just, you know, a painting on a wall or going in and being commissioned to paint a mural. It means something more deeper for, um, you know, a lot of the artists here that I've been surrounded by, and, and specifically Luck. I met Luck here in Tucson doing um, something with the nonprofit that I was working with at the time. and him painting uh, some asphalt art with another artist that I know really well. So here we are today and mm -hmm. collaborating on ways to create, you know, opportunities of art, mobility and placekeeping, placemaking projects here in Tucson, specifically in a neighborhood um, south on the south side of town. And you where... used your fashion as a fundraiser for his project, right? So with this project, I, I was inspired, you know, Luck did a, um, a piece recently and I went to his opening because I appreciate the arts. I appreciate anything community-based, especially right now during this like doors opening, we can now meet with other people, that energy of looking at, at faces and, and hearing stories, like kind of how when we met, you know, those events of, of experiences and bringing people together. So Luck um, planned and hosted an event 
and when was it I think a month ago and I wanted to check out his mural and admire it and I talked to him about you know hey what are you fundraising for and when he shared what he was fundraising for it really it really pulled me because I was like you know what however I could help you um to achieve your goal of raising funds to do something that's deeper again than just an art piece. It was really about bringing something um, to a community that needs some more hope and inspiration. So when I saw that he was just doing this out of, you know, his heart, it really like, it compelled me to try to do something of giving back a percentage of whatever I could get from my clothes to provide for his journey. Um, and it sounds and like it. That. Yeah, wow. it happened. <laughs> Let's. I feel like we need a clap for you. Yes. <laughs> Poor Luck. He gets two arenas on the phone and uh, he can get word in. <laughs> 20 well, minutes go by in the interview. <laughs> it's like, hello? Well, Are you ready for me? <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So, Luck, tell me uh, a little bit about your art and specifically uh, this project that you're doing. And um, and I, I just think I can only speak from my own experience. I was talking to my kids the other day about culture and I was telling them how much I love culture. But when you step into a different culture, you need to respect it and you need to listen and you need to understand, you know, before you really build. So this is my moment that I really want to hear more about what's happening and about your art and what you're doing to change the world. So, hello, Julie. Um, thank you for that. Um, so, I guess I started I started getting serious with my art like um, right before the pandemic. Uh, I had created this design. Um, it was a it was a U of A. The university here has their has their logos, um, and one of them has like a like a mountain scenery with the sun and a cactus, and it says Arizona. And so I just kind of flipped that design, and I had a lady harvesting the cap the cactus saguaro. And then I had the same mountain range, and then I, I put a man in the maze, which is our symbol that represents my tribe, the Don Autumn tribe, um, as the sun. And um, then I changed the words to you're on Autumn land. And uh, that was kind of like one of my first real projects that, that hit. Um, um, it, it came real popular. Uh, I went to set up at the powwow. Uh, in 2020 at the beginning of the year and uh that that ended up being the last event before they started canceling everything so i just got to do my first event and um it went okay i was really nervous i never really sold stuff before so um i felt i felt really awkward i guess and and uncomfortable but um i got off it's there. hard with art uh, being vulnerable yeah. is yeah. like I what connects you to people and I think so much of this is about connectedness, what you were saying, Selena, about the events and mm -hmm. this connection to culture and like really giving your heart. You, yeah. I could see why you might be nervous. Yeah, um, so that was, it is, you're right, it's connection. And um, so, yeah, I, I um, uh, so uh, yeah, I did that design and then um, I had a, during the pandemic, so then the pandemic came. And then um, 
I had always had this design in my head and it was like the, the other design from them. It was a, it was a wildcat head. And I ended up like designing a, our, our symbol, the man in the maze inside the, the wildcat head and with all the features to where it actually looks just like the, the, the wildcat. Like some people don't even see it. I have to show, to show them like, look, there's a maze in there. And they go, oh, wow, okay, I see it. So um, anyway, I did that. And then um, the, the pandemic hit and um, everybody was like uh, needing, they were saying, you know, we need masks, people need to wear masks, you know, everybody had to wear masks. So I had uh, the seamstress to, and I, I put some designs together, Man in the Maze, I put my, my Rufus design together on there and I went out and sold it. And then um, I got a really good response. I did really well. I mean, I was out there, I was hitting a couple towns on the res really far away. And then um, I was doing that like almost every weekend. And uh, I had, I was also given a, a big, huge box of like about 5,000 masks that were free. They're all like in four packs of, of, uh, of masks. So I was like giving those away to everybody and being like, hey, you know, I have some other masks with designs on them if you want to check them out. So that's how I kind of got people to come like to, in, to like break the ice, I guess you can say. And um, so then they would come and check out my stuff. And then they, the, like the, the, the elders would see the, the Rufus design and they would really smile and get happy. So I felt like it was, it was good with them and it was cool. And, um, you know, that's good medicine. If people smile and laugh or, or you know, yeah, I, I think that's good medicine. So anyways, this, this guy, um, this other jewelry maker from my tribe, he makes these really expensive bracelets and um, he lives like in Santa Fe. And he was kind of, he, he was talking crap about me saying, um, oh, your, your maze is disrespectful. And, and um, it just kind of like, man, uh, you know, you, you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear any kind of bad feedback, but you know, you have to take it. So I was just like, man, all right. But um, I didn't really feel that way at all. When I was making it, I was just really, just really wanting just to see it myself. And um, when I did it, it came out really well. Um, so anyways, uh, the guy told me had the, told me this on this day. And on that day that he told me that, I, I started going on the internet and looking up um, uh, the like the Bobcat and the history of, of it in, uh, in this area. And just so happens on the University of Arizona website, they had this section called Mascot History. And um, it talked about how the first uh, mascot in U of A, it was from 1915 to 1959, they had used a, a actual live bobcat. And the first one was captured um, um, in a town called Sierra Vista here. and. Uh, these freshmen bought the, 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 this wild animal for $9.41 and then brought it back to the university and then made it their mascot. You know, so these are obviously some privileged kids, you know. They, they caged this animal, this wild animal, and they were trying to teach it tricks. And then within the first year, they, he was trying to jump from one tree to another and he, he ended up uh, missing the tree and he hung himself and, and he died. And so, um, you know, he, they pretty much hung him. And so when I read that story about that, I was like, oh man, this is, this is like an indigenous creature from this area. Um, he had like a, a story, you know, he got captured by the army. They put him in a cage, they made him a mascot. 
you know, so, and then they hung him. So, um, like, to pay, I was, I was like, man, it struck me, you know, like, um, it touched my heart. So I was like, yeah, hey, I'm going to pay homage to this uh, Rufus character, name my, my maze after this Rufus. So um, I named it after Rufus. And then um, I had said some other things to that guy. And then the next day I, I crashed out. It was like, it was late. I know I, I have a text of when I did that. And it was at uh, like 10.45 that night. So then I crash out. The next day I wake up and I'm I was like, I'm going to read that story again. So I go back and read the story about Rufus. And it just so happens that the day that Rufus died was the same day I named him on April 17th. But um, 105 years later to the day. So that was pretty crazy. I was just like, whoa, you know. It just, it just, it just, um, you know, it just had like a feeling to me, like, like it wasn't being disrespectful. I swear when, when I did read the story the first time, I could have sworn I saw it said April 26th or 28th when I first read it. And then the next day when I went back, it said April 17th and it was April 18th when I read that. So I was like, wow, I read it. I, I named him the same day he died. That's like, that's crazy. You know, that's like some kind of connection. It's a rebirth. Yeah, exactly. It's a rebirth. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, so then, um, so then I, I held this event. Um, there's some kids out there, and um, this, 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 this uh, on the on our Don Autumn Reservation. It's a little town called Google, and uh, they're they're raising funds. They've been doing really good. They started this nonprofit named um, NAAF, uh, Native American Arts Foundation. And um, they're starting, they, they built all this, they got all this money together to build a skate park. And this is like two hours from Tucson. The next town that's closest to them probably has like one supermarket and a couple gas stations. So they're like pretty far, you know, there's not a lot to do out there. So I was really trying to support this project. And so I had like my first mural, the first mural I ever did, that, that's what, that mural was my first mural, my first canvas, my first pretty much anything. Um, I, I screen print, so I, I know how to like, this, I know I've been, and I've been wanting to, to be an artist for a while. I just never really like did it, you know, until just recently, so. I think that, I think that's really incredible, especially because, um, do you mind saying how old you are? You can pass. <laughs> no, I'm 48. I think that's amazing. You know, because so many people think you need to choose a career when you're at college age or in your yeah. 20s. But I love that you are so insanely talented and at 48 decided to actually <laughs> lean into your craft and listen to your spirit. And yeah. it's impacting so many people. Now, when you sent me a little bit of information about what's happening at Pine Ridge mm -hmm. and how you wanted to do the mural, you wanted to do the documentary and set up silk screening in the community, I was blown away. Like I just really, there were no words. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't even comprehend that things could get that bad. Uh, will you talk a little bit about the Pine Ridge community and um, why this is so important to you? Yeah, so my 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 uh, my on my dad's side of the family, um, he was my dad was born in Pine Ridge and uh, he was born and raised. My my grandpa was from there. My grandpa's suitcase, he was from there. He was 
pretty well known out there. My dad and my uncle were were, were, were very well known. They were really good uh, basketball players, and they were really good at the rodeo. So, um, and then then my brothers ended up going to Pine Ridge High School, and they ended up having like the best football team Pine Ridge has ever had. So, um, and where and, exactly is Pine Ridge? Pine Ridge is in South Dakota. It's it's uh two miles in from Nebraska. From the um, once you're going through through Nebraska, there's a town called White Clay. Um, but I, I don't want to talk about White Clay. <laughs> that's a bad place. That's that's anyway. That's another story. So so hearing about your family grew up there you had other relatives that like played sports and went to the high school that sounds like a great story but then what i heard about um the unemployment rates the suicide rates Mm -hmm. the alcoholism i mean it was just i mean i still am dumbfounded yeah so um so uh i don't know if you know this but the the the, the Lakotas up there were like some of the last ones to, to give up um, to, the, to the United States and go to the reservations. And uh, that's, that's kind of what Pine Ridge was. It was like the agency where like the military was set up where they were like had all the natives um, set on the reservation. You know, that's where they put them. So, um, and, and we're the, we, we had some, we, we were like the only ones to ever defeat the U.S. military a few times in battle. Um, like and like, what year was that? Like around? Um, this was like in the eighteen, eighteen, late eighteen hundreds. I, I can't. I, I'm sorry, I can't tell you exactly. No, that's okay. That's helpful. It was on. It was on. Uh, I think I believe June twenty fifth, ten twenty sixth. Though was the the day that the the. The, the Battle of Little Bighorn um, when they killed Custer. Mm. And, um, or Battle of the Greasy Grass, I'm sorry. And that's where they killed Custer. And, um, yeah, so, um, the, so I feel like, um, there's a, there's a lot of, um, um, I guess, tension between the, the, the the United States and the Ogallalas, the well, the the whole Lakota Nation, really, because you know they were pretty um, resistant, and um, you know they had to kill um, a lot of us. Crazy Horse, you know, they tricked him, um, and and had him killed. Um, Sitting Bull, um, they killed him, and then right after that is when they they did a uh, wounded knee. And, um, wounded knee is is about about 20 miles 20 probably about 30 miles from pine ridge and um there's another place out there where i stayed when i was doing the mural called manderson and my cousin stays out there and that's like that's kind of where the wild ones were 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 camped up at when when everybody was in pine ridge and nobody wanted to the ones that were wild didn't want to go into pine ridge so they stayed out there kind of by manderson and then they were chased because 10 miles 10 miles north um, 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 east of Manderson is Wounded Knee. So that's where um, the massacre of Wounded Knee happened. So I think what you're saying is, or at least (laughs) what happened, what I'm understanding is since the Lakota were the last to give in 
or give up their rights, give up their land and move to the reservations that in a lot of ways they were the most punished and had resources withheld from them. And it really crippled the community in so many ways until this day. Yeah, there's, um, I mean, you take away um, somebody's whole way of life and then um, take away their ability to hunt and, um, you know, um, just make a living for themselves. And you just force them into this one area where they, 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 you only feed them this one food when their whole, their whole life they've been used to eating, you know, what, what their diet was, was usually buffalo, was mostly buffalo in that area. And, um, and then, so they give them all these foods and that's where like fry bread came from. You know, people try to say, oh, that's traditional. No, it's not traditional. That's like what we made when, when we didn't have anything. We had to make, well, we had to make something out of nothing, much like, you know, how soul food was made. So, um, so, um, yeah, they, they, um, it was, so yeah, so they made an, I feel like they make an example of the Lakota and, um, it's really hard with the BIA, the, uh, the Bureau of Indian Affairs. They pretty much run everything. They run the high school there. They run all these, everything on the reservation has to go through the BIA and they make it really hard to um, like start businesses, trying to, um, to make any kind of progress out there. But I mean, from when I was a kid and from now, because uh, I've been going up there every now and then um, here and there throughout my life, but I really been wanting to get back and connect because I was I grew up um, in a heavy Catholicism house because you know that's what they that's what um, that's how they got a lot of natives was because you know they didn't let us see each other they kept us all separated from each other and then Sunday was the only day when everybody can come and see each other and and so that's how they started liking church and then came colonized and and you know started going to church and becoming Catholics because like. A lot of natives are Catholics. A lot of Lakotas are Catholic. A lot of Autumn are Catholic. My, I was raised Catholic. My mom's Catholic. You know, um, I just never really felt, even since a little kid, I just didn't really like, I was like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with this. It doesn't feel right. And I felt drawn to my, my other ways, but my dad was, was like not, not around. He was, uh, like I said, he was in the rodeo and he was just doing his own thing. And, and I never really much had a relationship with him he's more like like a friend more than a dad i guess you could say so um so yeah that was um that's kind of like the situation up there so it's really tough to 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 get anything started up there um with just all the rules and regulations and all the loopholes you have to jump through but it is getting better i i when i went back recently i mean they had um they had a dispensary there and they had a couple other more stores that I'd never that I hadn't seen before, but the the unemployment rate there is still eighty five percent. I mean, it was ninety two, but now it's it's went eighty five percent, which is a little better, but it's not good enough, you know. And um, and, while- and I remember if you emailed me this, or if I read it, or if I watched it in a YouTube video when I was looking at Pine Ridge, but there was something like I have no idea exactly how large the population is in Pine Ridge, but there was something like 4 million beers sold last year. Yeah, there's there's a little town, like I said, uh, it's called White Clay. It's two miles um, south of Pine Ridge and it's in Nebraska. So it's like the state lines right there. 
and then they sell alcohol those those all those shops right there they all make millions and millions of dollars off our off our people because you know they took away our way of life and then now like that's kind of like when you see like a, a drunk indian like they like to call them those are those are like those are natives that just couldn't adapt to this 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 way of life and so you know their their well, things was was drinking and, and you know and but a lot of them are actually we have to thank for keeping our ceremonies and stuff like that there's a a, a really really good poet um, um he he was he was with aim his name's john trudell uh, he has a lot of really good talks online and um, he has a he has a lot of really good poems and um but he has a he has this one little thing about the drunk indian that i really really like open my eyes to see things you know he he does that a lot i really like to watch his talks and it just like just really opens my mind and, and lets me see things and things that i can i feel like i'm more pulled to than anything in that religion can do well please send it over and i'll share it and i'm so I feel privileged to be able to connect with you at this point on your journey, mm -hmm. um, both to experience your incredible art. And then I'm so excited that your project has been getting a lot of support and funding. So you're going to be making your way to Pine Ridge to do the mural, to do the documentary, and then talk about the business you want to set up and how people can help support. Cause I know you're still doing fundraising for that part. Yeah. So, um, so when I got to Pine Ridge, I was planning on trying to do something. I wanted to do something for the artists there because as I, I, I also, I did already go up to Pine Ridge and do the mural. I had, mm. uh, and I had a guy come with me, but still like all the editing and all everything else, we were doing also some animation for like the solar system stuff that I was telling you about. So, um, so yeah, uh, I went I went up there and, and as I was painting, it was like every other person that was coming by me was like, yeah, I'm an artist too. And I was like, yeah, but you know, watch, give me a pen, you know, give me a piece of paper, you know? And I was like, man, I'm up here painting, I can't. So, but then the next day we saw him and I gave him a pen and he drew it on some back of some like newspaper, you know? And he was like, you could tell he had talent, but you know, he was just, he was out there. The next day I seen him and he was, he was laid there, you know, passed out. He was, he was drunk, but you know, there's, like I said, there's, there's nothing, there's no jobs there. There's, there's no nothing for them to do. So like, I was like, man, at least the artists, they need, they need some kind of release because that's like, that's a release for me when I'm doing art and I'm into it. Like I, everything is just gone. It's like, you're just in that world and nothing else really like comes in the, in, in there. You're just, you're just, tuned in you know and, uh, it's interesting when i first moved to la i started volunteering with underserved youth in south central and i always say that you can take a kid in beverly hills that has their parents credit card a bmw and every video game system and they're always bored but yeah. you can take a kid in south central that has nothing and they're so creative right and so if you can nurture and feed that and, you know, give them something, again, it goes back to connectedness, right? Mm -hmm. To connect to, maybe there won't be such a pull to numb themselves from all of the trauma. I, I, I really appreciate this conversation and I want to think of it just as 
maybe a part one, because even yeah. all the things you're telling me, you know, it's like, you know, I feel a little bit embarrassed and ashamed because they're names you hear in school or battles that are in movies, but I'm not, I've never educated myself about the history or, you know, where these tribes are located or what's going on now. And um, I thank you for mm -hmm. starting this project because I definitely want to help support, spread the word and contribute. And, um, you know, again, I think it was top of mind because of John and I'm mm -hmm. thankful for that and giving an outlet and a way to honor him, even though, even though I think you were saying that, um, that Lakota and Pawnee didn't always get along, but you looked and maybe said that you saw he was following some artists you support. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 I saw that he was supporting this Pawnee artist and, um, and I had actually met that guy one time when I was selling my masks on the reservation out there. He was actually there painting a mural right down the street. And then they came down and bought some masks. And I was like, hey, I remember that dude. And um, I and I saw that John had posted a few stuff by that guy. So that's awesome. Yeah, so so look, how can uh, people find you online either to um you know, support your art, support this project, or just follow the journey. Yeah, um, Lucky Salway on um, at, at, at Lucky Salway on Instagram, and Luck Luck Salway on um, Facebook. <laughs> I'm okay, trying to great. get better at my social media, um, so I I should have it. I'm just trying to get better well, at it, so. Hopefully by the well, time you're doing a lot of really amazing things. Don't beat yourself up. And that's why you have friends like Selena and me to cheerlead you, right? Yeah. Uh, not that not that I'm the best <laughs> at social media either. <laughs> well, we're all connected. Um, we're all connected. So yeah. Yeah. There the goes back to the connected world. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, I'm gonna leave you with two notes. One, I do have to represent and say that, you know, John, myself, uh, we knew each other in Seattle. And the one thing that I really appreciate about growing up in Seattle is the stories and the speech from Chief Seattle. Have you ever seen that? Uh, I believe so, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, that's what we read when we were growing up in school. Yeah. And it actually has to do a lot with um, uh, spirituality. So mm -hmm. I think you would really like it. I'm going to find it and uh, send it to you. And then okay. two, we talked a lot about Tucson and the U of A. And I just want to double check um, because you guys probably don't know that I want I went to ASU and I want to make sure we're still OK to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually I didn't want to I didn't want to bring it up, Julie, but yes, yeah. we can all still be friends. I was trying to like just not even mention it. It's OK. We, it's OK here. It's OK. I actually uh, did a design because um, I, I actually was born in Phoenix. Oh, moved yeah. to Tucson when I was five. So my brothers are like ASU fans. So I actually <laughs> did a I, I replaced the Sparky design. You know how he's running with the yeah. give him hell devils. I replaced <laughs> yeah I replaced the pitchfork with the with the Bidach harvesting stick, which is a saguaro harvesting stick that's tied together. Mm -hmm. That's how we get the fruit off of the 
off of the saguaros because they're so high. You know, the, I'll the, have to see that. Yeah, I'll send you some. I'll send you some stuff. Like, the history of that. Visual of it. I really enjoyed my time living in the desert. There's something just so special about the red rocks and the land. And, you know, in Phoenix, they had all the Coco Pele stuff everywhere and the cactus. I really love it. So, again, I look forward to getting to know you even more and uh, supporting this journey however we can. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. All right. Thank yes. you. Have a great Thank night. Thank you, Julie. You, you too. too. All right, see you. Bye.